Are SMU and San Diego State coming to the Pac-12? Who might be better options? Let's talk about it on this edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Our Locked on Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. And hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Locked On Sun Devils podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Richie Bradshaw, and I will be your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Devils. As always, thank you guys for tuning in. Wherever you're getting your podcast, hit like and subscribe. And turn on notifications so you get an update when we post new content. And stay in touch with that content by following me on Twitter at RichieBrads36 and the podcast at LO underscore Sun Devils. Today's conversation is going to be centered around the Pac-12 as a whole. Not so much Arizona State right now. Because you have the uh, commissioner of the Pac-12 visiting SMU's campus currently today. There has been a lot of speculation that... The Pac-12 will be expanding as USC and UCLA are both leaving the conference to join the Big Ten on their behalf. But the team has been doing some homework on who they would bring in to replace them. Right now, it seems like the favorites are SMU and San Diego State. Looking at those two teams is going to be the focus here before we hop into some better or at least more competent or equal options, I think is the nicest way to put that. At the end of the podcast, let's take a look at SMU first. So SMU is a team that typically isn't really highly regarded when it comes to talking about the pinnacle of college football, but they've got a little bit of history with them. They've got 11 conference championships in the Southwest Conference, which of course was uh, not exactly the biggest conference in the world and hasn't been around since 1996 they won their conference 11 times and outside of that they haven't won a conference title since joining the uh mountain west conference right they're mountain west no they're aac you know what san diego state's mountain west that's what i'm thinking they haven't won in um all-american conference title they have believe it or not had a heisman winner and it's not who you would think SMU has had a handful of really talented guys, including the great Eric Dickerson, who went on to have a Hall of Fame career. But Dickerson was not their Heisman winner. In fact, their Heisman winner ended up being a guy who had an an award named after him, the great Doak Walker, who won the award way, 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 way long ago, back in like the late 40s, early 50s. I have him pulled up in front of me. But they do have a Heisman winner. In their time, they have had 16 consensus All-Americans, and they have, like I said, they've got a little bit more history than people would realize. In the entirety of the football program's history, they have 523 523 wins, 558 losses, and 54 ties. So they are under 500. They've had some really bad years in there. But again, they've had some really quality years in there. And most recently... They, in 2014 and 2015, had won a combined three games. 
before kind of turning their program around. And since 2016, they've only had two losing records, which includes a 10-win season in 2019, and they've won at least seven games in each of the last three years. Quality. They're not a great team. They have certainly turned around since the days of June Jones. Now they have had Sonny Dykes there, who helped get them back on the right track. And then uh, Rent Lashy was the person who took them back to a bowl game this past season as a 7-16. and 16. They lost the New Mexico Bowl, but again, quality. When I look at SMU, I think the biggest thing to look at with this team is that they're a team on the rise. They're a quality team, not a great team. And overall, this is this is a program that would do would do some interesting things for the Pac-12. So you look at bringing in SMU. What that does is that helps you get into Texas, which is obviously a very big deal for any conference to get into the state of Texas to introduce their college football to your conference. The Pac-12, with it being considered a dying conference, would love nothing more than to be able to get a pulse on arguably the best high school football in the country to help recruiting for the rest of the conference. This would open things up for Arizona State. This would open things up for the California schools, for Oregon and Oregon State and Washington. This would help them be able to travel to SMU to play their football games, and it would also open up opportunities for them to be able to do better recruiting while they're there, be able to show what a Washington Huskies can do when they do go and play SMU, what a Oregon Ducks can do when they go to play at SMU. It just gives them another opportunity to be able to broadcast themselves to, like I said, arguably the best state when it comes to high school football. That's a big deal, is being able to unlock that Texas bloodline to your program. SMU is not the biggest school in Texas, and I understand that. And there's other teams in Texas that I'm going to talk about that I would prefer to bring into the Pac-12. But SMU is not the worst option in the world. SMU definitely feels like the most realistic option for the Pac-12 right now. Is Again, it's not, it's not some move that's going to move the needle for you and make you think like, oh, wow, you know, uh, the Pac-12 is really making some big-time moves and, you know, this, that, and the other. But it is an option for the team. And right now it feels like the PAC 12 can't really be beggars. They have to be, or uh, beggar champion choosers is what I'm getting at. They can't, they can't necessarily be a team that is looking for bringing in a Baylor or bringing in a TCU. Although I'll talk about them later. They need to be just looking for the best available options right now. And if SMU is that option, then it's a good start more than anything else. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Lockdown because they're the number one sports book in America. It's FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download, download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. There's tons of different prop bets to check out right now on FanDuel for Super Bowl 57 with same-game parlays as well. The FanDuel Sportsbook is safe, secure, and super easy to use. And best of all, you get paid for your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no-sweat first bet 
on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Remember to check out the Locked On College Basketball Podcast as your second listen of the day. Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Hear from big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked On College Basketball available on YouTube and wherever you're getting your podcasts. Back into our conversation now, taking a look at San Diego State. San Diego State definitely feels like the bigger program between these two options that we have right now. San Diego State has been similarly a quality program for quite a bit of time dating back to 1969. They have 54 seasons. They have a well above winning record with 356 wins, 276 losses, and eight ties. They are, again, a quality program. It's one of those programs that you're almost surprised hasn't joined the Pac-12 at this point. They truly have been a lot better than people realize because they're not playing in that power five kind of environment. Instead, they've been dominating the Mountain West since the since 1999. They have not had a losing record since 2009. Since then, they've had nine wins, eight wins, nine wins, eight wins, seven, 11, 11, 10, seven, 10, four, 12, and seven wins. They currently are locked in with Brady Hoke, who has been their head coach each of the last three years, which includes that 12 and two record that they had in 2021, where they won the Frisco Bowl, whatever that is, because there's way too many bowl games. This is, this is probably one of the easiest teams and programs to slide into the Pac-12 at this point. It makes a lot of sense for San Diego State to join the Pac-12 for a number of reasons. First of all, geologically, it just makes sense to add another California team to the Pacific Conference. Makes sense. It helps you keep that location of Southern California because you're losing your LA schools, but you're bringing in a San Diego school that helps you maintain that pulse on Southern California, where you do have a lot of quality high school programs. You have a lot of quality recruiting and obviously the, the networking that you would be able to do in California is great. Southern California is where it's at when it comes to publications and whatnot. Keeping San Diego there is big. It's obviously not LA, but it's still a big deal. So it's easy to connect those dots from a winning standpoint. Obviously I just talked about this. They haven't had a losing, a losing record in football since 2009. This is also a team that consistently is making the bracket in college basketball for what it's worth. I forgot to mention SMU has made the bracket quite a few times in the last 10 years as well. These are teams that bring something to the table. And another important thing for the, for the PAC 12 conference and I didn't mention this with SMU and shame on me. The Pac-12 puts a lot of value on having a number, if not all of the different sports programs. They're not just a football conference. They're not a basketball conference. They, they value baseball. They value volleyball. They value swim and wrestling and gymnastics and just about everything else you can think of, softball. It's really important for the Pac-12 to have their variety of sports that they can market. It's also really important for the Pac-12 
to bring in schools that have really good academic programs. And San Diego State and SMU, while they're not regarded as Harvard and Yale, obviously, still have good academics that go into their programs. So those are important factors that the Pac-12 looks at. And San Diego State and SMU both bring that to the table. One of the reasons why they're both one of the biggest, like highly uh, favorited, uh, not conferences, programs to join Arizona State. The the colleges themselves bring a lot to the table. And that's something that the Pac-12 has always regarded. It's not like the SEC where the SEC puts such a heavy emphasis on their football programs. It's not like the Big Ten that puts such an uh, heavy emphasis on their football and their basketball programs. These are these are teams that the Pac-12 values from a number of different standpoints. And with San Diego State and with SMU having so much variety in what they bring to the table, both from an academic and from a from an athletic standpoint, that's a very important cash there for for the Pac-12. But again, focusing on San Diego State and looking at what they bring to the table, I had mentioned conference titles with SMU. San Diego State has quite a few. They have 21 conference titles. Uh, they've got a 10 and 10 bowl record, which it's not great, but it's still there for what it's worth. And they have been one of the teams in the Mountain West Conference. Like San Diego State is like one of the pinnacle programs. They've also played the Pac-12 quite a few times over the last 10 years, including games against both Arizona and Arizona State, where I believe they went three and one in those games with two wins over ASU and one win over uh, U of A. U of A played them very tough last year at the Aztec Stadium and was able to actually take them down. Overall, between the two schools here, San Diego State makes the most sense. San Diego State is definitely the best option. San Diego State, since the speculation has started about bringing teams to the Pac-12, has always felt like the team that, like, no matter who you bring in, if you bring in two teams or four teams, whatever, San Diego State has always felt like one of those teams that felt like a lock to be joining the Conference of Champions. It makes too much sense for it not to happen at this point. So it's not a surprise that they continue to be one of the most heavily linked teams to the Pac-12. One more time, thank you guys for checking us out. Make sure that you check out Locked On College Basketball with experts Isaac Shade and Andy Patton as they bring you everything you need to know on and off the court. Hear from big-name experts, coaches, and players throughout the college basketball landscape. It's Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you're getting your podcasts. I'm just going to kind of fireball or fireball. Um, I, I can't think of what I was going to say. Like, I'm, I'm going to throw a bunch of programs out there that I would like the Pac-12 to target. Now, unfortunately, the Big 12 has been making some moves and they're taking some of your options away. They took away BYU, which made a lot of sense for Arizona State to target, given Utah being uh, one of the teams in the conference. BYU is gone. You do have an opportunity to bring in like a Baylor or a TCU. I mentioned earlier, those would be two schools that would really really move the needle for you for a lot of different reasons. Some of the reasons I mentioned talking about the high school aspect where you have that opportunity to continue broadcasting yourself to the state of Texas, increase your recruiting, increase the overall competition of your conference. 
makes a lot of sense from that standpoint. I have said before that Boise State makes some sense. I don't know how much I believe that anymore, but Boise State is another program that has had a lot of success, especially in the football landscape with dominating the Mountain West Conference. Although it's not quite what it used to be. It's not that team that took down Oklahoma in the Fiesta Bowl all those years ago. It's definitely a school that has taken a step back and they're not exactly dominant schools or dominant schools, dominant programs when it comes to the other landscapes of athletics. They're not this dominant baseball program or this dominant basketball program that the Pac-12 values. They don't bring a ton of the table the way that a TCU or a Baylor, especially Baylor when it comes to college basketball does. Who else is out there? I, I think it would be really interesting to bring Hawaii. The only thing with bringing Hawaii is obviously that massive time gap that you would have. And you already have late games that kick off for the Pac-12. You already have your hashtag Pac-12 after dark where you have seven to eight o'clock kickoffs. You bring in Hawaii and you have a night game there. I mean, you're talking about a game that kicks off between 10 and 11 o'clock at night. That's already Sunday morning for the East Coast. We already have that problem with East Coast people not staying up for Pac-12 football games. That would only become that much bigger a problem if you bring them into your conference for football. And then obviously it would be another problem in itself for the rest of the the rest of the programs, similar to Boise State, they're not a dominant baseball pro- program. They're not a dominant volleyball program. I don't even know if they have a volleyball program. They're not a dominant college basketball program. In fact, I don't even know if they have all those programs. They might they might be one of those schools that doesn't have everything to offer that, the way that the Pac-12 values those things. Another team that I feel makes a lot of sense is Fresno State. Fresno State has really become a great program over the last few years. They're really trending up in the right direction. They had a really great season. And best of all, ASU is playing them this year. ASU will have a chance to test Fresno State, who was a ranked team throughout the year last year, and see how they match up against Power 5, which they typically have done a pretty good job with. Fresno State makes a lot of sense to me. If I were to pick two schools, it's... uh, No... I would still go TCU. It would be TCU and San Diego State probably for me. But Fresno State would probably be my third option over a Baylor because the the geographical scent, the geographical location makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense for you to continue putting emphasis on your California schools. Right, wrong, or indifferent, having California in your program is something that now only two conferences, Power Five-wise, can talk about and value. So it'd be a really big deal to be able to keep them. Eastern Washington is another interesting one. I know that their football program has been kind of up and down, but they've produced a lot of quality players to the NFL, like Cooper Cup, who's arguably the best receiver in football. They've got a lot to offer when it comes to college football. I couldn't really tell you about the rest of their athletic programs. Other than that, I don't think Colorado State does enough for you. Utah State doesn't do enough for you. Nevada and UNLV are interesting. I don't think they do enough for you. Wyoming is interesting. What do you think I'm going to say? I don't think it does enough for you. You're just in a very difficult point because the Pac-12 has so much criteria that they take a look at before they bring you into their conference. They're, 
they're a a team. They're a conference that very rarely expands and has so much, so like I said, so much criteria that they look into that it's so difficult to evaluate who to bring in, especially from non-Power 5 teams. And to bring in Power 5 teams isn't exactly easy. It's a competition. Bringing in a Texas team would be really big for the program. Keeping a California school would also be really big for the program. That's why it makes the most sense right now for San Diego State and SMU to join if those were the two teams you were to expand to. That could potentially open up new horizons for you to continue expanding into the state of Texas. That would be another point for bringing in Fresno State if they are able to continue providing value and expand to the Pac-14 or the Pac-16 or whatever whatever the heck they want to do. But that's also provided they don't lose teams like Colorado, Utah, Arizona, and Arizona State who have talked about going to the Big 12. There's a lot of changes that are coming to the Conference of Champions. But right now, it'll be really interesting to see the next steps that come in terms of SMU and San Diego State. That wraps up this edition of the Lockdown Sunnels podcast talking about the potential additions to the conference and what it means for Arizona State. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Wherever you're getting your podcast, hit like and subscribe and turn on those notifications. Stay in touch with me by following me on Twitter at RichieBrads36 and the podcast at LO underscore Sun Till next time, you keep it locked right here on Lockdown Sun